0: What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's, What's happening? happening? What's going on with dance and stuff?
1: Hello. Are
0: you dead? I'm not dead. I'm... I have what feels like a slightly pinched nerve in my upper back. Ooh. So my left arm is a little tingly at the finger. Oh, no. But, um,
1: I'm, I'm ambulatory, if not a little stiff. Um... Yeah. Did something happen? Or did you just go to sleep and wake up? I, yeah, I go, I go to... This has now been ongoing
0: for a few days, so... Um, yeah. Um, I yeah. keep... Well, anyway. How how awkward to say this, but my father died. You know this. But our, our, our listeners yes. don't know this. And I do keep thinking about how... Fitful. He was in the hospital bed in his... Fit,
1: fitful. 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 What does that mean? Um, Kind of physically erratic. Okay, like
0: throwing a fit. Yes, fitful. fitful. Because okay. he was not... Um, he wasn't... Well, one hopes he wasn't totally aware of what was going on, but... He was conscious and did appear to want to get out of that hospital bed. <laughs> Which he, he did. did. not. Oh, well, yes. Into, he or, absolutely you know, into he the did. Universe. He absolutely was taken down into the morgue. Um, oh, and I guess. Yeah, or you we can look his, at it that his way. His body is now on Staten Island um, where it's being cremated. Um,
1: the fires.
0: Yes, in the fires. Wow but anyways I was you know it, 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 when I went to the hospital um, Thursday night and I you know saw him and sort of um, it was it was really a surprise it was a shock. I mean I I'm, I'm um, yeah. I, I don't know how much detail to go into in this yeah, in I don't know context. either it's totally up to you. I mean, essentially, if I were to go into any amount of detail, this would just be a PSA to discourage drinking.
1: Yeah, I think there's <sighs> that. It, there also seems to be a a lesson to be learned about end of life planning. Oh, that as well. And well, that that's also to do. That's also to do with the drinking.
0: Sure. Yeah, I guess. For, so for
1: me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, while these things are all true in terms of, in terms of being a boomer and like being somewhat <laughs> paranoid and irresponsible towards systems of government, etc, mm. what it comes down to is like a life ravaged by alcoholism. Uh-huh. And it's really unfortunate, and I was really lucky to have the mother that I had who, mm-hmm. who kept my brother and I somewhat distant. From uh-huh. that situation, but in death, I really, um, I was really confronted by the tragic and grotesque nature of how alcohol can destroy a person's life. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's but at anyway, I was. All this to say about my back and my arm, is that, yeah. I I was trying to hold him still in the hospital bed by holding his mm. his hands, and perhaps that precipitated, uh, the the kind of jerking actions, maybe, moved things around in a way that that was um, bad, and or, maybe just my dad died, and so like my Stress my my back is and... crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which is probably very likely. You know, they always say, you know, the back is where you hold your feelings.
1: Well, the lungs are very mother. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know where the father is, if, but if the, maybe if the spine, the if the
0: spine is the father, mine is
1: dead. <laughs> oh god. Is transitioning to something else.
0: Yeah, anyways. Um I For those of you listening to this podcast, um, please, I don't, I
1: don't, I don't need it. I don't need anything. (laughs) You don't need it. What we, we just need to, we need to remember, we have there, I know that there are people out there working on the matchmaking. Really? That was, that was, um. Encouraged. I don't know if they are working. Week. I mean, there hasn't. Yeah, we're, we're we're working on it. We have, we have people out there. Okay. Trying to um, find possible solutions. The kind kind of metaphorical <laughs> people, the people. No, yeah, like you know, real, real people. Really interesting. Looking for wow, real solutions. But in secret,
0: for me, probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've yeah. been dealing with a lot.
1: Yeah, you know, we're just and and you know, it's it's a mysterious thing to bring people together. Well, yes, it's true. So it's,
0: so it's um it's risky,
1: but it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah, I think it's. But I i I've, I think it's interesting to to think about sort of an alternative, and I don't I don't think like we can't use everything available, but I, I I, am curious about more of a matchmaking dynamic of, like, a, I guess, like, essentially a communal, like, a better, more communal sense of, <clears throat> of matchmaking than individuals, like, on an app, trying to, like...
0: Right, right.
1: ...figure it out alone.
0: My, my only kind of recent success in quotations but you know a relation a relationship <laughs> that was that that was very it's as com- it, well was anyways it's complicated but but it it was um a setup via friends and it you know it mm-hmm. it became a very successful friendship you know in the in yeah. the very least so so that's yeah. that's great and i think the 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 community, finding relationships or community. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, yes. I have to drink some coffee. I made coffee, but I'm drinking because I sat in bed this morning reading Martha Graham.
1: Yeah, I only got through the w- w- one of the two chapters this morning. That's absolutely okay. It's just been a busy. It's been a busy one somehow. It really has. It really has.
0: Um, But the thing that I also realize is that I need to start reading our next chapters right after we record, you know, just a little bit each night. Because what I do is I think, oh, my God, I have a whole week. I don't have to read tonight. Uh, Right. And then. Well, this is how homework works. It's so true. It's it's such a
1: weird disease. Disease of homework. Disease. No, I think it's fine. I think it's it's a it's just about boundaries. Yeah. Um. And deadlines. So. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. There's other there's other stuff, going on. There's uh, um. My dad died. It's a big, big deal. It is a big deal. It's
0: been. Bizarre.
1: So crazy. Really bizarre. Um. What else, Jeremy? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know that you saw The Holdovers. Is that what that's called?
0: Yeah. Okay. We can talk
1: about that. And your review made me not want to see it, which is... I guess I didn't really want to see it. I was... I've been like, I'll watch it when it's for free. Right. I think but that's fine.
0: I, yeah. I saw two dance performances I could talk about.
1: Great. Yeah. Which were...
0: I saw last Saturday, I went to see the New York City Ballet do the new Ratmansky piece. That's
1: a kind of um, visual. Yeah, someone on Instagram was hoping you would talk about it. Oh. So here, here, here we, we go. go. It was. It's a kind of, like,
0: visual... Right, what is it called? Let me get my program. Like? Uh, it's about the um, Ukrainian war.
1: I'll yes. be right back. It has a title of some kind. They
0: do. That's like do.
1: They always do. Soliloquy That seems right. Oh Solitude.
0: Solitude. Yeah. So I'll maybe I'll just describe it in a, It's it's a very it's simple. It's t- two movements from um, Mahler Symphony. Um, what's the third music? The third movement and fourth movement from oh my gosh no two different Mahler symphonies the third movement from Symphony Number no. One and the fourth movement from Symphony Number no. Five, I uh, you know, I think that's fine. I tend sometimes I'm a little discouraging of people to like take music apart like that, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, it sounds crazy, but it wasn't. You know, it, I think it wasn't crazy. This is a scenario that I would trust. I would trust.
0: Yeah, trust him because to, to to essentially it was like this. a kind of a. a a a more energetic kind of feeling of Mm. seriousness, followed by a very languid, heartbreaking piece of music that goes on for quite a while. And then it's just over. And in the way that all these symphonies Mm. always end with like something robust and fast, you know, Uh it wouldn't have necessarily been appropriate in this situation or, you know, Rotmansky was very judicious in understanding the mood he was trying to create. So the piece opens, the curtain goes up, and there's Adrian, who also Joe did... Joe, is the, Joe originated the role, and Adrian's also doing the oh. role. So when I, when I saw it, it was Adrian. Uh-huh. Friend of the Pad, Adrian Dan waring was the primary figure in this piece, who's kneeling, sitting on his heels, holding the hand of a what is we have to assume is a lifeless child. A little boy.
1: Oh right, there's a ch- there's a, a real a real there's a boy real child. Yes, probably ten yes. to
0: twelve years old. I'm having a sip. Water. Hydrate everyone. So, then, all of these kind of figures enter into the piece, and it's more or less a a group a a group dance of like twelve people but a few of them are more primary and Mm -hmm. everybody is wearing something different but definitely in with inside of these two families of aesthetics like there's this black velvet aesthetic where there's like people in leotard or unitard and then there's this like very painterly unitard aesthetic where there's these like streaks of this almost cornflower blue or sky blue, cut through these like darker base materials, but it looks very organic, like mm. like painted. They do look quite painted, um, but with texture. Um, and those were all in varying shapes, some with skirts, um, and so the group came in and kind of. And Sarah Burns was in a her kind of singular costume, which was this sheer black dress that was really cut beautifully for her. The designs were by Maritz Junge or Jung. I would, you know, Harriet's last name is mm-hmm. Jung and said Jung, but this person's from Germany or Austria or one of those places. So Maritz, J-U-N-G-E, whose work I've seen um, in McGregor work and other people's stuff over in Europe. And he's excellent. I've often admired his designs, but I, I really admired these designs for as costumes, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Adrian does not this. So this whole first movement is like this dance for all these people. It's just like very beautifully composed. And, um, there's all these sort of surprising things that happen. I would really like to see it again to see like what else I see. I was sitting in the second row because I I got a ticket from Robert Shulman as part of the first
1: row club. Do you know what that is? Very nice. Yeah it's a it's like a exclusive club Mm -hmm. of (laughs) intelligentsia. Well it's not
0: that but (laughs) Robert's very generous and has many tickets to every show and invites you know Oftentimes, more often than not, people of the dance community to see performances in New nice. York City Ballet because obviously people in the dance community can't afford anything. So, That's um, very nice. It's really nice, and I was very grateful. And I was sitting next to two lovely women from Lines Contemporary Ballet who were in time, town performing at the Rose Theater. I mm-hmm. unfortunately missed their show, but um, it was nice to meet them, Ilaria and Tatum. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, so this movement goes on for quite a while, 10 minutes or so, and then, you know, the harp and the pizzicato or whatever come in to start the second movement, which is a very famous, famous adagio from Mahler Symphony, and... Oh, can you sing it for us? Da, Just... da, 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 da da dum, dum-bum-bum, bum-bum-bum, bum da 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 dum da dum There you go. Ah, oh, that was so nice. That was a melody from that movement. Um, beautiful. so, uh, that is the point at which Adrian begins dancing, sort of like the, the, the unmoving picture of him holding the hand of this child is suddenly broken into movement and, um, very remarkable. Wait, he was there the whole time? He was there the whole, <coughs> he's been there the whole time in a, in a light cue. Wow. Yeah, very beautiful. That's powerful. Quite. And then he started moving, and I immediately tears fell out of my eyes <laughs> just like big, well, it's big tears, just magic fell out of my eyes, wow, yeah, and Adrian was really beautiful, and the solo was just like very unusual,
1: kind of so uh, wait, what's going on with the boy I they don't move he does
0: while. move at a certain point. I can't remember like how
1: soon into the
0: solo like the boy is risen and like but the I think actually there's quite a bit of time he doesn't, but then it's like he becomes a part of the action almost as if in flashback or as a spirit or something
1: interesting. love that
0: um, and he does like a, du- a duet with Adrian where they like dance in unison, and I was like, "I'm crying, I'm crying." <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and cry through this whole thing I love it um and then like the dancers return throughout this solo in various formations and dance with adrian and around and in various parts of the space and the lighting was really beautiful that mark stanley did and um at certain points they're, like, supporting Adrian and, like, Sarah does this duet with him where they dance sort of near one another and, like, she takes on this very kind of maternal presence in the piece it's, and, like, she looked mm. so, like, natural and beautiful. It was insane. I just was like, mm. I know her. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Um, well, you do, but you also
1: I do. do but, yeah. I do. And then <laughs> the piece... Oh, wait, we're what do you mean by i know her the feeling no of like like the piece the the feel fi- in the dance he, you're like i really feel this person or well it was more the feeling of
0: like wow i know this exceptional person but also she performer. she was so like pared down in the way that she performed in this piece that it felt um like you were just observing someone mm-hmm. as opposed to like so both yeah watching right. a performance Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, everyone was excellent, and the piece was wonderful. And it truly was like a, the kind of piece that could so easily slip into like embarrassing melodrama. Mm-hmm.
1: Just in yeah, it, it's just in terms of its subject matter. There is this kind of like yeah, uh, just like this kind of narrative that seems. Oh yeah! Very... Look. Easily terrible. Everything in my body so. says, like, oh,
0: like, a dance about, like, a dead child in the war and the kid's gonna, like, get up and dance. I was like, I, no, absolutely not. Right. I, Broadway. That's Broadway. But Alexei Rot- not. Rotmansky handled it in just this, like, kind of unbelievable way. And it was just, like, Incredible. very deeply felt, but also, like, not explicit, you know? Anyways, I love I that. loved it. I really lo- I would love to see it again. Um, I'm sure I will at some point. The program that day opened with the Jerome Robbins piece Opus Nineteen, The Dreamer, danced beautifully by Joe Gordon and Tyler Peck. I don't understand that dance as as a dance. <laughs> like I I know people like it. I don't like it, and I never have.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: okay, it's just a little bit like it's saccharine to me i find it like a dance about a man like in search of this woman i don't know i don't care (laughs) cool or something i don't know what else um the third dance was symphony in three it's an excellent one of the one of the great one of the great balanchine works from the stravinsky festival um it's uh it's just so great. I'm sure you've seen it. Haven't you seen it? It's the one that starts with the diagonal line of women in white leotards, like extending the entire diagonal of the stage. There's so many dances. It starts like this. ba bop, ba, bop, ba, ba, Like really like loud, loud <laughs> Stravinsky. Yeah, I'm sure I love it. <laughs> yeah, you would definitely love this one. Yeah. Um, it's tremendous. It's tremendous work. Um, and then I left. I left and I thanked Robert and he said, Thank you so much. And, um, anyways, uh, and then I saw beautiful, I saw Anna Teresa de Kierzmocker's Goldberg um, Variation yes.
1: solo. Yes, 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 and, and and
0: I have mixed feelings about it. I love my, my I've much of Anna Trace's work for me has been like very profound mm-hmm. I, including solo work of of hers you know I, I the first I ever saw her was in um at the MoMA doing um violin phase or one of the faza her for her sand solo in in the atrium of the MoMA and I thought well you know i wept i thought that was that's an incredible work of art have you seen this piece
1: i don't i don't know there's
0: a really excellent film of it that you can watch on youtube um i think it's called violin phase and she's they filmed it in a clearing in
1: the woods in a tree yeah yes i have seen that
0: and it's very beautiful, yeah. Yeah. and like the camera is like really in action with her, which is so nice. And um, so, if any of you need to watch that piece, there's a beautiful capture of it. I'll try to find that. And yeah,
1: look in the look in this episode notes. Um, and that piece establishes,
0: along of course, with you know the piano phase piece and Rosas, a lot of vocabulary that is touched on in the Goldberg variation solo. So it's Anna Teresa there on stage by herself with this young pianist. Um, and I'm sort of quietly touching down on a lot of these moves that we're familiar with, but in a different kind of physicality. She's 63 years old and mm-hmm. and she's completely you know ambulatory she's moving great but like there's a you know by the end of 2 hours ah. there's a kind of woodenness to the leg that's to be expected mm-hmm. um i was bored to i mean and i know i know uh. that that's like a bad word that's associated with people who are like who lack curiosity or something but it is my truth in this experience of of
1: listening to the goldberg variations which is a wonder I also think that getting and being bored is an absolutely central part of experience it totally I think it teaches us a lot about ourselves yeah. and about you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't exactly explain the show but nothing does it's all you know relational
0: absolutely so. and I think the the it's interesting like I started to wonder in the middle I was like would I be more engaged if it was just someone sitting there playing the Goldberg Variations? And I think yes. Mm. I think had it been a piano player on stage just playing through the Goldberg Variations, I would have been more engaged. And I also would have had a better sense. Wait, was someone there playing it?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So, I there was both. I mean, you know, you could watch the piano player
1: play, right. but also... But there is a thing of, like, that's not what this is. No.
0: Right.
1: And, you yeah. know, the, the scenic
0: elements were sparse, but very beautifully considered, and the lighting was beautiful, and the costumes were great, and um, there was this, like, giant, you know, like, the kind of, like, a golden space blanket, those, like... Metallic Mylar things. Yeah, there was a huge sheet of metallic Mylar, crumpled, 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 over on like the the downstage corner, stage right. That was like the Goldberg. You know what I mean? Because it looked like an iceberg. Uh huh. But it was gold.
1: That's something. No, and
0: and like there was a spectacular lighting effect that employed it in the second half, where like Anna Teresa danced her way upstage. And then the lights went completely pitch black upstage where you could not see her at all. But the light Mm. at the downstage corner, like, really went up, up, up in a way. So that the gold berg just, like, became this dazzling object. Light source. Yeah. And that is... That was very savvy. The other metallic element was this sort of, like, silver foil board, large board that was suspended stage left, sort of, um, perpendicular, like, you know, from upstage to downstage, and Mm -hmm. it acted as a mirror, so, like, the light was just, like, pushed against it, I mean, it it Mm -hmm. wasn't reflective, like, entirely, but reflective enough to bounce light, and so I feel like her, she was primarily lit a lot of the time by, like, the light bouncing off of that, um, board. So, look, the lighting especially in act two i would call it there's this part where like she goes upstage and rolls this metallic pipe downstage by kicking it and then the pianist gets up from the piano and like gets it before it rolls off the stage and then they leave they leave the space for a few minutes five minutes and then they come back in different costumes he now in something a bit more formal and she in something less formal weird like in a Wait, there's an intermission? What's happening? A, p- a pause. Okay. A pause. And honestly, Jeremy, there was too much pausing. Because there were, there were right. large stretches in this piece where, like, she and he would do some relationship kind of building where, like, he was no longer playing the mm-hmm. piano. And I was like, keep going. Yeah. I was like, this is a two-hour solo that could be 90 minutes. If you would just keep playing yeah. the music. Uh-huh. And I actually like the Goldberg variations take on this like really thrilling. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of, Jeremy? Vibration? No. Char- character. Um. They take on a really, like, thrilling character when they're just played through, you know, because you really get uh-huh. a sense of, like, duration and, like, um, energy, like, how much energy... It, yeah, exactly, like, how much energy yeah. it takes to get through it for the pianist, but with all these breaks, it was just, like, all these huge right. dips in energy that, that I was like, fuck. Um,
1: for what, like, some theater? Yeah. Some... Yeah. Some... Br- some breaks yeah. for them. I mean, I also like a pause is that ba- is far more of a dead space than an intermission. Yeah, because it's just kind of this like. It's true because we're not allowed to get up and
0: like reactivate in any way. We have to right. like, like sit recharge. in the silence and be like, "Oh, uh, is it over?" Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. It is a waiting
0: time. I got up um with my theater companions during that five minute period, and we moved. The back of the theater.
1: Oh, interesting! Yeah,
0: which was helpful. It broke it up.
1: Yeah, new perspective.
0: And I was, and I got to say hi to Jay Wegman and Steve Facey, who were sitting up at the back, and that was really fun. Love, love. Um, I mean, everyone was there, every 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 person in the dance world was there. But um, (laughs) the second half, I say, for me, was better. It was like it just had a bit more speed to it. It was shorter. It was kind of more things happen with the lights that like amazing gold light cue happened in the second half. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I, I don't feel it's a entirely successful solo. It's like one of those things where there's like enough good things that happen where I'm like, would have loved to get in there and just like give you a, a, a viewer's impression. Like, and tell you, like, yeah. where it felt like you could cut away. Because, I mean, I feel like everybody would have benefited from cutting... Who wants, a t-
1: who wants two hours? Right, like,
0: why does Anna Teresa de Kiersmacher want to be out there for two hours? I'm like, let's get this shorter. It'll make you happier. It'll probably make the pianist... Well, I don't know. Maybe the pianist is the one who wanted some breaks. But, like, I don't know. I'm like, let's go. I just wanted to run after that bar. Yeah, I don't know, Jeremy. Uh, it, it had some nice things, and I respect her, and she did some some beautiful things, but I don't... It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me! Yeah, well, there you uh, go. There you go. I think that Gia's piece in The Times is very thoughtful. I read that yesterday. Um, I, I had an email exchange with Emily Coates this morning who was at that performance... And had brought, um, Yvonne as her date.
1: hmm
0: Um, why do I want to say Yvonne Meyer? That's incorrect. You say it. Yvonne Rainer. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes your brain's gone. Yeah, and so I said hi to Yvonne... Oscar Meyer. Oscar Meyer. There is an Yvonne Meyer who makes dance work, but Yvonne Rainer, um, who was the last book... In um, dance and stuff. Oh, that's not true. That was two books ago. That was the first book in dance and stuff. Book. So
1: many yeah. books. Oh my goodness. Um,
0: the library. It's full. Yeah. Um, but I had a little chat with Yvonne Rayner, helping her down the stairs, and um, apparently she. I'll read Emily's text because I thought this was really nice. I think it's good to to share um, the people's the, private th- messages. Private messages. Yeah, <laughs> and the the thoughts of of dance icons. And I was able to um, give my condolences to Yvonne for the death of Steve Paxton. Yes. Um, so Emily said that she and Yvonne both loved it, and then Yvonne leaped over, leaned over to her in the middle of the show, and said, "She's an inspiration." Thought <laughs> well, that was very nice. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, we can all. I mean, maybe we can't all, but I think a lot of us can, can really, can really rally around, um, Anna Tracy Kiersmacher and, and for the contributions. Yeah. Anyways, that was the, that yeah. was Anna. Tr- a legend and icon. Legend icon. She's been, she's such a legend and icon that she's been copied by, you know, the greatest pop icons alive. So absolutely that's, that's a huge compliment. Huge. Huge. Her work is accessible to many.
1: Beyonce. But not not the show that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's also I do think boredom is also a thing about mood, you know. So who knows? That's on a true. different day, maybe I was, you know. I did it's a have. Different thing. I that was. I was
0: like from that performance going to Bellevue Hospital to see my dying father. So it's you know. Yeah. Hard to hold your attention. Yeah. That's true. So. This is true. I might have had a very different experience at a different time. If your dad hadn't ruined everything. Uh, I mean, let's. Oh, we can't. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh.
0: Oh, my yeah, God. We'll have, other pe- um, we'll have some
1: other family members on the podcast to get into that. Oh, my God. Well, things I didn't like this week, I watched a little bit of Bottoms, didn't like it at all. I watched, Wait, I scrubbed oh, through the entirety of Iowa debris one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, I can't, this is, this is unbearable kind of comedy.
0: Is her name Liza Traeger? Lizzie Traeger, Liza Traeger?
1: I have no idea. All right. And I also, because I, I kept getting ads. I think during X Files for this movie called Spoiler Alert. What's that? With Jim Parsons, which I, I just looked it up to get the, these names and realized this movie's from twenty twenty two. So I don't know why. You know, it's a gay movie. It's it's about really like bad. It's about like dead. Someone dies or something. Yes, like the the boyfriend. Yeah gets. Cancer, I guess, or you know, some a tumor thing. And Sally Field is the mother, and it's these characters are so basic boots. It's insane. They're like first date. It's on It's like a, just so stupid.
0: I I, I I
1: I couldn't stop like scrubbing through. I it.
0: my prayer. I'm have my hands clasped. Okay. <laughs> uh, my prayer for the future of gay fellas in cinema and television is that we get some good ones. <laughs> because I feel the people we have representing the gay male in television and cinema, they are n- no. They're no. Listen, listen Okay, I'm sorry, that is a big I that was a that big generalization.
1: Said, I think that can be said across the board for everything. I don't think so. So I, I don't think, think so been- We've been fairly blessed as of recent with movies like Passages and... Oh, okay. I'm uh, taking it back. Okay, I'm taking back... other movie... E- okay, Europe, You know, different. I, I think... Europe,
0: different. Well, of course, Europe, different. Europe, different. But, like, when we... When America is looking towards
1: Neil Patrick Harris and Jim Parsons, I'm like... Well, absolutely. What? But that's... Yeah, but I think I think you know you just it takes like a uh, a a Goldberg of garbage, you know, beneath the surface to like you know have something that Titanic can run into. I don't know. I see, um, I see. It's just like you know, we just need like so much content for like some good stuff. You know what we do have though?
0: What do we have? Paul and Domingo. Because, look, I'm finding flaws in my argument. I'm finding flaws in my argument. Well, it can be overwhelming. I know. I can feel...
1: How much garbage there is. Right.
0: And, like, the level of viewership that these basic boots men get when, like, there are talented actors out there. Anyways, it doesn't matter. All these people are so rich. It's fine. Everyone's fine.
1: Everyone is so rich. Good for them. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I did also rewatch The Piano Teacher, which was oh such my a pleasure. God,
0: that was to refresh your palate?
1: Oh I was just like, yes, Slay. <laughs> um,
0: it's so oh my god! Yeah, after you watch, like, a tragic gay Hallmark movie, you have to watch The Piano Teacher to, like, get oh, back to and normal. And I really
1: want to watch this movie that's on Criterion called Orlando. You know, it has an extended title, but it's um, it's a new it's a new movie that people have... It's been on people's, like, best of oh. 2023 list. Is it to do with the book? It's on Criterion Is it Virginia Woolf? It, it is. Oh. It's very... I haven't, like, really... I don't really know anything about it, which I'm trying to keep as the case before i see it but i know jack one was gonna watch it with me so well you could wait for me that just means that it hasn't happened yes and we can also watch um the new jenny slate stand-up oh yeah unless you already watched no i have not no um
0: no i have not she's fun she is fun love her god i really got there's these periods of time in my life, they're just so deeply associated with, like, one female comedian. And, like, mm. I remember living in Calgary, and, like, there was this period of time where I was just, like, I, I absorbed everything Kathy Griffin had to offer on, uh-huh. yeah, on YouTube, or whatever platform. <laughs> and then I absorbed everything Amy Sedaris had to offer in terms of her interviews on David Letterman.
1: Uh-huh. Absolutely. And then
0: it became Jenny Slate, like, who is this mm-hmm. person, bestie by bestie, mm-hmm. and then... Yes. Like, those three women were really, like, my personality would change. Like, I would start talking like wow. them. It's like mm-hmm. moving to Europe, you know, like, Absorb. you just, you Absorb. change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. And even, like, I remember Casey Wilson from BitSesh also had that effect on me we like it changed my Ugh, brain a little goodness. bit yeah it's dangerous It is dangerous it's dangerous let the right one in i mean also to you know kat cohen from seek treatment all these podcast people have really shaped me including myself i shape me <laughs> <laughs> such an influencer i've really had a profound impact on the hundreds of hours I'm of myself mean. Actually, I will say, Uh, because I am a listener of this podcast, um, I don't know if that comes as a surprise to people or, like, what they think of that, but, like, I listen when it comes out on Friday. I think, oh, dancing stuff.
1: (laughs) I I really count on you because I, at this point, I don't even see if it's Well,
0: sometimes it doesn't come out on Friday, and I think, I'll just wait a day before I tell Jeremy because I don't want to bother you.
1: (laughs) No, just let me know. Yeah.
0: Well, last week it came out late and I just thought, whatever. It did eventually come out and I thought, yay, dance and stuff. But then in our, you got to let me know. There's something that happens to me when I'm in our, in our book talks or when I'm like trying to be articulate and I feel a little nervous that I become absolutely stupid and say the word like every, every other word, every other word. Well it's a fill it's a filler. I know, but why don't I just shut up and just
1: say nothing and then when I find the word say it. Because that's how everyone talks all the time in real world. I know, but when I So you're very influenced but by I, it. We're all very influenced. I find by that when it. I'm just talking regular to you, it doesn't
0: happen. But then suddenly I'm talking about like Martha Graham and Louis Horace and I'm like
1: a like 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 a like. Because it's it's the like it's it's the like there you go you it's know the like. it's the like uh, trying to find it's like you know it's that yeah so anyways is that stop thinking stop trying <laughs> i really must i'm i must um do we want to move into that we can Zone. i'm gonna
0: see james whiteside today
1: i'm excited that's so okay. I know. we're so... all sending
0: him healing wishes for his other knee the dancing body. The dancing body
1: uh, is a... Is a, is a <laughs> crazy. crazy I mean, I have
0: to start saying the word... Stop saying the word dead end because I find I've been saying it... <laughs> I've been saying it in company of very young people and I'm like, Cut, sh- sh- put your hands over your ears, doll. I'm about to say something true. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, look. Ew. Honestly, if I'm speaking from my experience only, like, it, it literally is fine. Like, I got through a whole dance career, and now this whole other career, and now this like resurgence into different kinds of dance, and like, my body said, "You're just fine, kid." I well, mean, not but, today. Well, but no, I do. Sometime. But that's that's because my dad died. But yeah, um, but yeah. In go. terms of like my ankles, knees, hips, spine, it's all fine. <laughs> I mean, look, I can't, I mean, I'm not going to blame my colon cancer on my dancing. That would, that... I think you should. Yeah. Dead end. I think so, too. (laughs) I think that dance belts gave me colorectal cancer. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Where's the lawsuit? Where's, Capizio's going to give me millions of dollars. And it's not because they asked me to redesign their line. It's because they tried to kill me. Um... (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) No. No. Everyone's fine. Not true. It's not true. true. We
1: love Capizio. I absolutely love
0: Capizio. Iconic brand. I almost exclusively wore their dance belts through my whole career. Oh, so then it is true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everybody does. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Anyways. Well... Um okay so errand into the maze chapter primitive and the birth of modern dance and the birth
0: of mo- I don't even remember this chapter okay oh so uh-huh. what what do you will you give an overview of the chapter what's it about
1: well it's mainly about primitive mysteries oh that's right she does. but it it begins with like um well, yeah, because it's the birth of modern dance, which I I thought was interesting. So wait, it, last is week, this like because I thought we were already we already like, were there pretty into And it. so, do you think yeah.
0: that Deborah Deborah Jowett's asserting that primitive mysteries like marks is like an object that marks the beginning of this specific movement?
1: I feel like the statement here is about that, like primitive mysteries is the is maybe the great first great Martha Graham dance. Oh, I see, I see. But, you know, the chapter begins with this, talking about uh, this, uh, oh, it is a book. This book, Revolt in the Arts. Mm. Which oh, is like yeah. a collection that of they writing all contributed by, like, to... you know, about, like, the machine age or whatever. Right. You know, this idea of, like, modernity yeah. and what, is it, what does it mean to the arts. Which I think is a great, um, you know, she draw, draws the parallel to contemporary times yeah of like the way technology is sort of throwing us into a mysterious space of like how is this gonna affect the arts like do you are these are these <coughs> things gonna go you know the, the person who's like um bemoaning the end of silent right. film oh i
0: actually i wanted to talk about that because i thought it was so eye-opening to to about the how a silent film i mean in my mind i figured oh of course silent film stars bemoaned the the ad, the, the advent of of talkies because you know if they didn't have a good voice or if they didn't have um well it's literally sunset boulevard well oh right, exactly but it was so interesting to hear this perspective that lillian gish shares which which I had not previously thought of, which I thought was very apt. Where she says, um, "Lillian Gish laments the invention of sound films as a whole. The ongoing development of the silent film she felt had been cut short by the intrusion of spoken dialogue and by the consequent throwback of the cinema toward the theater." And I thought, mm-hmm. how how interesting to think about bringing sound in, or like dialogue into films as a regressive act. You know, this movement towards towards a thing that film was trying to advance away from as like a more expressive medium where the camera can, can communicate through its own action as opposed to more like dance really. Right. As a, as right. opposed to just people standing there saying what they mean. And I was like, right. yes, Lillian Gish, that's amazing.
1: It's a f- okay, go ahead. Very bizarre kind of framing from this position because Silent films seem so theatrical. That's true. Like the expressiveness, because you're, you don't have, you know, you have the like title cards or whatever. Right. Um, but you are trying to fully communicate. Um, the uh, sorry, it's incoming call. That's very distracting. We hate that. Very distracting.
0: We, wait, honestly, calls in general, texts. Can't rem- I mean rarely liked him.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be present here. As it says, um we are piercing the future here in the present. Yeah. With our modern conception of time. Um But yeah, I I it's and for me in reading this, I was like, the lesson here is like, don't be this person. Don't be the person who's like, oh, Is technology gonna ruin my thing? You have to be the gram. You have to be like, I am, you know, forging into the future. Right. The world is ours to make whatever we want with this technology. Yeah. Um, and not being the like old like back in back in my day.
0: Better before, and now these technologies are gonna ruin it all. Yeah. (laughs) excuse me um well i at least thought it was a it was an illuminating perspective i hadn't i hadn't thought about silent film as a more choreographic gesture but i think Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. of course films with dialogue can
1: engage with that kind of movement as well um Yes, yeah. I mean, her comment of the camera would stay in a fixed position and people would talk at each well, that, other, like this idea, which I'm that like, rarely, that, that's literally the news. That's the news. That's like what TV, That's the news. like live television. And also
0: perhaps a lot of rom-coms or whatever. Right. Mm. But also maybe very, int- or let, you know, you and I have both rather enjoyed going to
1: HD broadcasts of opera at the movie theater, so absolutely it has its place Well, and that's that proves our point that like these technologies open up all kinds of opportunities yes. they yes they might you know no one's making silent movies anymore slash should be right i don't know but like you know and and silent movies they were a specific form yeah and they were pretty much annihilated by the Advent they really were of sound, until but, like Terrence
0: Malick came around and was like, "I'm gonna make some like sort of silent movies." Um,
1: well, he made like unwatchable like silent movies. Are they silent? Not really. Like the later ones that are just kind of these like. Remember the Tree of Life or whatever. Well, that's that's a masterpiece. But after that, I never saw it. Will you tell me about it? Well, it's it's an interesting. I think it takes kind of the Terrence Malick fantasy to its like pinnacle and you know tells like kind of the history of the of the universe through or in relationship to like a, a, a intimate kind of family is there talking narrative there is talking there's a lot of like whisper oh no you know oh it's no. it's, uh, it's it's uh tricky, but, like, the movies that come after that are so unwatchable. I mean, all I can remember of Tree of Life is watching trailers and being like,
0: oh, this is a very, um... Like, the images of Jessica Chastain and, like, mm-hmm. kind of lens flare sunlight, like, ble- yeah. and I was like, this looks beautiful, and no thank you. That that was my feeling.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's, a, it's definitely like, a dream poem vibe. Yeah. Um, but I think it's quite incredible. You know, the, the... The... That... The range, you know, there are dinosaurs in that movie. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Wait, I have a, I have a like, thought. Yeah.
0: What is it? Could Zone of Interest have been a silent film?
1: Well, <clears throat> n- essentially... Well, it could have been a different movie. If that's the question. No,
0: but like, it it is essentially like if if you just kept the sounds but not the dialogue, like oh, I see. Is it still as impactful? I feel like basically, I
1: mean, yes, yeah, some of the dialogue. Yeah, I think so too. Was, I agree. I think I think it is essentially it could have worked that. Yeah, way. Yeah,
0: a lot of the dialogue was really rich in terms of like building all this horrifying context, but. I do think, like, without it, you s- it still could have been incredibly effective.
1: Yeah, title card that's like, you know, these, these are the... The kohlrabi is here, and mm-hmm. carrots are over there. I love those flowers.
0: ay <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> ay. Um, oh, can I step away from this book for a mere moment? You can do whatever you want. Because we didn't talk about the holdovers. Right. Well, I haven't seen it, so I have nothing to say. But I just want to say, in the context of films nominated for Academy Awards... (laughs) It's the weakest. No, I don't know. No? I honestly feel like... I'm not looking at the list right now, but in a list of, like, films that are receiving, you know, the highest praise in the past year... It is startling to me to put a movie like Zone of Interest next to The Holdovers or even for me American fiction. It's like I don't understand how
1: how to compare these movies because right. It- well, this is this is the point I made maybe a few weeks ago that like I kind of feel like there's an interesting scenario where all of the the collection of top of of these nominated films are like kind of the best of their genre seemingly. Right. But then it's like, how do we value
0: these genres and like which genres? I don't know. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, then I suppose that they should all kind of like
1: exist as the best of their kind. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how voting happens, but it's very odd to me that that would, that's what would happen. Right. But I have to say, like, right. uh, I I, I,
0: res- I, have really enjoyed Alexander Payne movies. Like, I love Election. I love Citizen Ruth. These are incredible films. And at the same time, I'm watching The Holdovers. And I don't know if it's because the focus is so centrally on men, which, you mm-hmm. know... Hard. Never as dynamic for me um, but you know there's also the presence of divine joy Randolph who mm-hmm. plays this this um, cook at this men's boarding school high school and she has do you want can, should
1: I spoil a little? Spoiler alert spoil. So, I mean, one might want. I've seen, like, incredible scenes of her performing from this movie, but. Well,
0: this is interesting because there's probably, like, 35 seconds of her Uh doing.
1: This is what I wonder. Like, emotional intensity.
0: (laughs) And it is for those 35 seconds that I assume they've not only nominated her in this whole awards circuit, but are also giving her these awards and i have to assume at this point that she'll probably receive the oscar for best supporting actress one doesn't know but i have to say (laughs) i was entirely underwhelmed by by the whole film and and her performance and i think look i perhaps maybe i'm biased i don't know but like i i just keep talking about this performance of danielle brooks in the color purple and i'm like they're not comparable. Like Danielle Brooks does something astonishing, and this other thing is fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just surprised. Dan- well, Dan- no, I no. want Danielle to be winning these awards.
1: <laughs> that I hear that. Yeah, that movie's uh, as far as f- for me is unwatchable. But it, I, it, here's you know. what I'll compare. I absolutely, I absolutely believe you because I find. You know, in like these like YouTube promo things, I'm like, you are the most present and like, yeah, compelling person. Yeah. She, like I'm here for for whatever, and she's incredible. And in orange is the new black. She's so good in the color purple. It's and it's a big performance, you know. It like it exists. This is it exists is through the, the whole film. Is she the Oprah character? Yes. I mean, and that track is incredible. I mean, it's did Oprah win an Academy she Award? She was nominated. That?
0: Nominated. The Color Purple was locked out at the Oscars. That's
1: right. Um, that's
0: right. And also, like this, Color Purple, in a way, has been locked out of the Oscars. As- it's not. Aside good. from it's not. Dan- it's not. A, but
1: it's not maybe a, it's,
0: it's like Daniel Danielle's association with this film that is like preventing her from. That's
1: that's what I'm. That's right. my point.
0: Which I look like look. It's I'm hard. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this into my own experience, which is, you know, it's not always like the most it's not always the best the best quality to have. Just always like reflecting through your own self, but That's all we have, as Thoreau would say. Harriet and my experience with dancing felt like that. I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. we like did this like very good thing that felt new and felt like it could offer Broadway a kind of at times a a new way of thinking about clothing aesthetics in the context of Broadway. And we got very nice mentions in all the press Mm -hmm. for dancing. And then because the show was just like thrown out of consideration. Also the
1: show didn't have like, not unlike the color purple though the show that show also didn't have the resources to launch like a no a there, there was no campaign and, you know that's the weird thing with the color purple like it really put a lot of energy into promoting it yes like oprah was everywhere yes wearing purple all the time um, yeah. but, like the movie itself isn't good so like i want you to re i want you to find hard. new language for that but it's it's It literally isn't a good movie. I'm sure that there's, like, good performances. I absolutely trust that. But, like, the movie itself isn't good. So, that's hard. can only push push that so far. Right, but I think... Okay, but
0: I feel the movie does good. Oh, interesting. It may not be good, but as... A person who went through the experience of it, it really did good for me. And for I think oh, a lot of a lot of people in the audience.
1: Great. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyways. The holdovers. Absolutely underwhelming is my
1: review. I would say even Grim. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing it when it comes out for free. Which is, nothing is free, we pay for all these things. Have you ever right. seen Scent of um, a Woman? Sure.
0: Now- Why? Because The Holdovers- Is that related? The Holdovers oh, is essentially like a combination of sort of dead Poets society-ish, but no, really right. it's, it's very, it draws a it lot, of, of, a lot of similarities is. to Scent of a Woman. Someone's blind or? No, but it is about, yeah, well, someone has a, (laughs) someone has a fucked up eye, but, which is Pajamati, but the movie is essentially about like the cultivation of a relationship between a boy who goes to a prep school during a break, during like a vacation. So it's like the cultivation of a relationship between the prep school boy and, and incentive a woman. It's this crazy army vet. And in The Holdovers, it's Paul Giamatti, who's this, like, long-time, pathetic, kind of, like, um, tragic teacher at the college, at the, at the high school. Okay. And Paul Giamatti is tasked with taking care of the, like, several students who are left behind over the holiday, but then uh, only one of them ends up being there the whole time because the others get whisked away on something and the one boy doesn't have permission, whatever. But, so the whole movie is about, like, this relationship between them and, like, helping... This is not a
1: romantic relationship. Oh,
0: no, no, no. It's about, like... Oh, God. I was like, it's about what
1: is this movie? I am so spooked. Self-discovery of the young... Scent of a boy. Ew! No, 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 no.
0: Ew. But it's about okay. how so
1: they, it's... like, help I help see. each That's other. That's where the Dead Poet Society swaps off. Okay. Right,
0: because really, it's, it, is, it is a scent of a woman's story, um,
1: and 'cause Because suddenly the, we were in, like, the piano teachers. No, 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 no. We were, no, like, no, 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 full no, no, European, no, no. uh, horror. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs>
1: no, 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 no.
0: But, Scent of a Woman... Okay. ...is a tremendous film with tre- tremendous performances. So,
1: performances. if you
0: feel like you want to watch The Holdovers, ah. just watch Scent of a Woman, and, like, and really experienced Chris O'Donnell at his best and Incredible. and Al Pacino at his best. So enjoy an excellent film as yeah. opposed to watching the grim film called The Holdovers.
1: Anyways. Interesting. Interesting. Well I still look forward to seeing it. <clears throat> <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited for you to see it. Movies are great. Movies are great. Yeah, it's the only one I haven't seen in that list. And I I think we'll we'll um we'll do uh our Oscar What is it called when you vote, vote guess uh, uh predictions, predictions. Um, when we're together Does not sound fun I like that Yeah I think
0: we should each we'll come up with week's. who we think will win and who we want to win That's right each cat- that's right.
1: category That's a, that's that's what I was thinking as well
0: Okay so a lot um, a lot of the rest of this chapter is like a very in-depth description <clears throat>
1: primitive a primitive mysteries um I loved this um this -hmm. thing (laughs) from Francis Hawkins says prompted by Martha um the quote is this angularity is only apparent not actual it appears because her movements are arrested and one sees only the segment of a circle instead of the completed curve right the climax must take place in the mind of the audience.
0: Beautiful. And as a kind of like retaliation to people saying that Martha has no lyricism or like everything's so fragmented,
1: but. It's... Yeah. It actually sort of re- harkens back to the thing we talked about, I think last week of like the, the cut offness, mm-hmm. and that like, that it's. It's more than that, basically. Yeah. But also that, like, part of Part of, the cutoff is Is a relationship to the movement that is cut off. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so that, like, it's an understanding of, like, what isn't, of kind of the negative space. Right. But this idea of, like, the, the audience finishes the work or is, like, crucial, t- is a part of what the thing... Right. Like the fin- the finishing of the work is such a modern art aspect.
0: Right. That it
1: was like really shocking. Wow. That that idea in, in right. coming through in dance and like, you know. This kind of like predict
0: predictive nature of like how does this work exist in in dialogue with or in work with the people watching it? You know, like how how mm-hmm. do they also make this piece?
1: Yeah, the thing around mystery, I mean, the, I mean, I was really, the, the apparent, not actual, it was like, is a fa- fascinating concept, mm-hmm. um, that like, what you're seeing isn't the the dance, the dance is also what you're not seeing, which is, you know, the zone of interest as well. Right, right, What you, um, what you don't see what you don't see is also what you're seeing. Here's something
0: I underlined. Um here well oh okay. If you if you're here at the podcast and are not and don't want any kind of potty humor, you should skip oh, skip goodness. ahead a little. Just skip ahead a little. Yeah, just hit that that plus 15. Thing. Yeah, and I, I really think that it, had Deborah Jowett had had um y- you know, of ver- her early versions of this book read by a young person or or a gay man, she she might have re rethunk this sentence. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> this is part of. Oh, print. No. I'm sorry, but I really underlined there it and go. I wrote "ha ha" next to it. Ha ha. <laughs> and she writes. In her description of part of primitive mysteries, the music stops and the virgin steps forward, opens her arms to form a larger cross, and stares upward. Her body sinking slightly as if ready to receive a heavy load. Incredible! <laughs> I really thought, Deborah, <laughs>
1: Deborah, no. I think I think she knew exactly what she was Do doing. Do you? Yes. All right.
0: Well, I hope Bravo, so. Deborah Jowett, for Slay. being a radical Slay. ally to the to youth and gay culture. Thank you so much. Better work.
1: You better work, Deborah Jowett. Also, Martha. You know. Yeah. Martha did it too. That's so true. I love the the new school scene, of of this like combative. Oh yeah. Martha, Martha's it's like with, you know some kind of educational dynamic, and yeah, Martha's there's yeah. Uh, She's, like, having this argument with someone in the audience, only to find out that it's fucking so yes, in the audience. Yes, she's having an and argument
0: like, with some precocious queen in the audience who's <laughs> like, your dances aren't even beautiful. It looks like she's about to take a load. <laughs> a huge Ugh. load. And then she's like, you're stupid. And then she. <laughs> And I, I love. I it. hate that she. that She made an attempt story. to apologize to him, and he made no attempt to apologize back to her. I thought, well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folkeen, I'm so sure. Being like, absolutely, I'm so sure. I'm so sure that he's in this audience is <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a fight with this woman now, in, in a Q and A.
1: Big man. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make myself the star of the show.
0: Yeah, because you think you radicalize dance by making Chopiniana get a grip.
1: Uh, excuse, excuse me.
0: Excuse me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Bye, girl. Um, at any rate. No. Yeah, and then I didn't read the next chapter. I did. So, it's called creating dances for plays, which sounds less than
0: interesting. That fine. It just basically about, there's a really fun bit about how the at the opening of Radio City Music Hall, there was a, a program that the Martha Graham Dance Company was a part of and it was just kind of like a debacle.
1: And... Is the... Yeah. Is the through line of this about money? Definitely. Like, she... She's doing these jobs for, for her money. Yeah, and
0: then the takeaway is that, like, in in the kind of effort Towards imagining how to make dances in these spaces and in these contexts, she is building um, energy and creativity towards the pieces she will come to make about about mm-hmm. Greek tragedies. Because it is in these like theatrical contributions that I think she's like, I can do this without the dialogue. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: you know, because right. in these situations, right. there these these. These old plays are being performed as plays, but she's contributing um, movement, and mm-hmm. I think she's like, "Let's just do away with this dumb
1: talking." That's I think that's fascinating. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Totally. Um, what else happens in
0: this chapter? I don't know. We can we can touch on it next
1: week when we move into other chapters. If you do read yeah, through I'll read it. it by then. Well, well um yeah I need to start before like an hour before <laughs> That's
0: the last no yeah this week, even though like in my mind when I think about reading a book well,
1: I'm like yeah I can read a page a minute so like well the problem is I like tried to find videos of primitive mysteries after oh, reading these theres a, descriptions, there's, and I was like the, the, which I you know I found like a bunch of like two minute things oh. which take you know. we watched the Yuriko film from the, from 1960
0: or whatever, um, mm-hmm. in grad school. And I can't remember why, but I think it was in relationship <laughs> to a book that we were reading about, um, how dance is differently incorporated into culture in, in, in Native American, Life and in Native American culture, and uh-huh. how like uh-huh. the the appropriation of like mm. colonialist of like white settlers of these like sort of Native American dances or Native American performers into their own like circus and novelty acts like has this like very profound effect on like what's then to happen. But anyways, it's a lot it's a great book. I can't remember the title or the author. Oh. <laughs> uh, is it the dances? Oh. Let me go to my pile of books. I'll be right back. It's worth it's worth telling y'all what it is. The library. And I'm not gonna be able to if I
1: read it in PDF form, which sometimes happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the the framing of that, like her experiences in the American Southwest. um,
0: are you still there?
1: I'm still here. Oh.
0: Always oh, more than one. I don't think I'm going to find the name of this book. I'm so sorry. I will try to figure it out for next week. It's
1: fine. Um, it's but fine. it's it actually a very good book, but um
0: why am I talking
1: about this? Because uh dance and stuff. No. Oh. Um because the movie no. The fi- filming of the nineteen sixty version. Oh right, because we we watched, we watched we watched that piece.
0: I think because of the way it's so clearly tied to ritual. Right. And um, I don't remember. Anyways, I'll think about it. That's all. I'll think about it for next week. But
1: yeah. I, well, also, you know, she had this experience in the American Southwest. That's very much how this chapter is right, framed. Right. Right. That like she comes back from that and it's and then makes... Makes listening. Primitive Mysteries. I mean, you also sense. get, like, get some stories of, like, the horrors of the gram, you know, and some alcoholism.
0: Right. The In the next chapter, you know, as she's moving past this this period of time where she's contributing as choreographer and director in, to, to plays, there's this interesting part about the economy of dance and the kind of advent of a grant economy for dance where martha graham decides to reach out to the person who is responsible for like issuing funds from the guggenheim foundation and she is essentially the first Mm. person in dance to 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 receive money but i mean she it's not necessarily nominal in its time but basically she's asking for money to fund a tour to europe and she has like 20 odd, very respected artists write her letters of um, mm. recommendation. Recommendation. And very compelling yeah. letters, but <clears throat> in the process of doing that, it is made apparent that perhaps going to Europe to show her dance is not necessarily the best path forward towards evolving American modern mm-hmm. dance, so they encourage her to do something else. Or she... she. I think she revises her intentions by saying, like, I will instead, like, go to Mexico and learn about, you know, the origins of dance Uh in this... In the Americas. Right. And um, it doesn't... I don't (laughs) think it necessarily goes that well for her in that, but she does receive grant money um, from an organization that would otherwise only be giving money to other kinds of artists. So she she creates... A shift, which
1: yeah. is radical. Well, I, I mean, right, and the the move, the move from like, uh, you know, these like entertainment, uh, you know, six hundred different little snippets of performance. Um, that we saw in the sort of Denishawn yeah. era yeah. into like dance as one of the art forms. Yeah um that seems to be part of that story this idea of like oh yeah you know
0: and Martha Graham's relationship to other kinds of artists Mm. who were receiving the kind of respect and support that you know granting organizations um respected or what's the word I'm thinking of I can't remember anyways I think that did inspire her to be like well what about dance like this matters
1: too yeah, and it's curious. I mean, the the just the the fact that like the dance, the Jerome Robbins dance division comes out of the music, you know, sort of um, uh, carved out originally in the music division. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting in terms of Louis Horst and like Martha Graham and like the kind of forging of like a. a, a I don't know. I don't want to like say professional. I don't know academic. It's like not a, just like the creation of dance as a as its own art form. Um, and I don't I don't know how that fits in terms of like thinking of ballet and like you know like this deeper history. Maybe it is just a product <coughs> of like modernism is also the beginning of like this creation of these art uh, divisions in this way.
0: Right. I mean, I think for a long time there was a sense... And and referring back to this idea from Noguchi about, you know, abstraction being, like, the juice from the orange Mm -hmm. itself. And I think for a long time, dance was almost, like, inextricable from being a part of the fruit that is music, right? It was, like, just a part of that fruit... And I think the process of abstraction also led to people being like, wait, but is, can dance not be its own fruit from which we like extract juice or extract ideas? And so I think it took
1: in the way that... But I even think this idea of like music, visual art, architecture, like even like the separation of all of these disciplines, I think was, was maybe more a product of like this modernist turn then, you know, I'm thinking of like the Renaissance and like Da Vinci doing all, you know, I, I just, I, that's, that's sort of maybe what I'm leaning towards that these other things were probably seem to maybe not be as defined as they are now. Right. Well, I mean, this is, or came to be this,
0: this period of time in this book is happening at a time of, like, global arts renaissance where, like, there's, there's, like, innovation happening in Europe and in America and perhaps other places I don't know about, you know, what's happening in Asia, Africa, et cetera, but, um, I'm sure some, I'm sure
1: we could find out. (laughs) Well, certainly in, like, America in a a specific, like, sense of the first, I mean, Graham says something... You know, this, like, this, like, not-European thing. Like, something right, of our own. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean... So, like, the the idea that something new is being born... Well, that's a
0: very... In, that's, like, uh, kind of the amazing thing about what the United States was at the time, because it was this, like, vaguely blank canvas that had just for a long time been looking towards Europe for for entertainment, for ideas, and now suddenly people are like what do we what can we offer like what are we right um and europe was in a phase of being like what else is there how do we get away from these old ideas and people really started to try
1: stuff anyway. yes <laughs> how very eloquent okay how very eloquent Something. I am so tired. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it 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 is really dark out right now at eleven twenty one a.m. Wait, I wrote um, I wrote a couple thing in my notes. Okay. That I great. just that I I would be remiss if I just
0: didn't look. You would be. Oh, remiss. I
1: saw a show called Oh Mary starring Cola Scola. Oh my god, should we wait for next week? Because now we're an hour and 20 minutes Yeah, let's wait till next this. week. So, um... Next week, we'll probably just record when we're together, and uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, won't
0: that be nice? So,
1: um, until then, thanks for listening. Um, next week, we'll just do the next two chapters. Um, uh, I guess... That's chapters nine and ten, and
0: we'll, we'll we'll dabble in chapter eight just to so Jeremy and I can yeah, touch down. I'll read that. Yeah,
1: summering in Bennington, oh, forging frontiers. I do love the idea of summer. I know. Well, it was 65 degrees here yesterday. Working through war and love, Eric arrives. Oh no. Oh goodness! Wait, that's 185. Uh, this is only because I haven't read. Okay. Um, well, thanks for listening. We love you. Good night and good luck. Bye-bye.